All right. Good morning. I'm down here in North Carolina at my parents' house in the mountains. Uh, my name is Joe McMurray. And I'm Aaron Sefchik. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Nick Lee. Um, he was one of my uh, classmates at George Mason. He's a classical guitarist. And uh, hey, Nick. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And uh, you calling in from Northern Virginia, right? Yep, I'm at here over here in Centerville. Okay. Just uh, hanging out. Not too far from Aaron. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, so um so Nick, you uh you were working on your master's degree um I, in class undergrad, undergrad. Undergrad. Okay. So yeah. you did you started at VCU, right? Uh, I I did go to VCU, but I didn't study music there. I was mm-hmm. active in like the local music scene. But, okay. I uh, wasn't wasn't studying media. I think I was like uh, communications, and then okay. advertising. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just realized that guitar was the most important thing. And oh yeah, yeah, played in a lot of bands uh, down there, uh, folk punk and mm-hmm. uh, bluegrass actually too. Uh, wow. A little bit of mandolin, but yeah, man, music was just you know it's just number one. So. I decided to move up here and you know get get you know uh, uh, serious about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And how did you decide that you wanted to do classical guitar? Um, well, so like I said, I was I was doing a lot of folk pot, uh, folk stuff, uh, finger style. So mm-hmm. I feel like that that was a good transition. I met a, an amazing uh, teacher and mentor. His name is uh, Larry Snitzler. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he's, he sort of you know opened up the world of classical guitar to me, and uh, I fell in love, and I'm still playing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. I remember getting to see you play at one of the student recitals on campus, and I was like, oh man, this guy is so good. And <laughs> it was such a different. You know, I was always with the jazz players, and we didn't I, interact a whole lot with the classical guitarists. It was like two I, totally different groups. Oh yeah, no, I remember that exact performance. I was, uh, it was a departmental, and I yeah, was uh, yeah. pl- playing uh, a piece called "On Malvina" mm-hmm. by uh, Johann Kepler Meritz. And uh-huh. I remember talking to you afterwards, and you were like, "Man, I wish that song never ended." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's such a cool, um, different style of music from what I've spent most of my time studying. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, out of a lot of the classical instruments, classical guitar sort of uh, delves into uh, jazz a little bit. It's a lot, uh, I guess, more Latin stuff because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of repertoire that comes out of um, that comes out of Brazil mm-hmm. and a lot of other South American uh, um countries and the, there's a lot of transcriptions for their solo guitar of like Jobim mm-hmm. and uh and and um some older so I don't I don't know if you'd consider it like jazz maybe traditional uh stuff but uh some port other Portuguese stuff Garoto remember mm-hmm. the guy I showed you um way back when he's a, a Brazilian guitarist okay um but yeah so I feel like up. yeah I feel like there's a that, you know, there's connections to be made there. It's pretty cool, you know, because um, the repertoire is just, you know, a, it's a little bit different 
from mm -hmm. uh, your standard classical, you know, uh, instruments. Um, And how much of that repertoire is Spanish versus other Western European and South American, like you were saying? Yeah, I feel like a, a decent amount, you know, that's a big chunk of the, you know, standard rep is, is going to be uh, Spanish stuff. Um, a lot of, you know, Albanez, um, Granados, um, and these are guys that typically wrote for the, for the piano, but, uh, but it was just, it was just so guitar centric that, uh, a lot of, uh, people transcribed it for the guitar. Um, so yeah, so, so, and, and not, not to say that, you know, uh, classical guitarists don't do like Bach and, uh. and Mozart and s some of the other composers that people typically think of when they think of classical music. Right. But, uh, but yeah, but it's really cool that we have all this other repertoire that's, you know, kind of a niche thing, but, uh, but is, is heavily rooted in Spain and South America and stuff. So, so yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, well, man, that's awesome. I, uh, I actually had yesterday, I got out my Christopher Parkening guitar method to just, you know, run through it and try to play a little classical guitar to warm up for the lesson. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's uh that's that's one of my go-to methods. Yeah, it's a great book. I, you know, I don't feel like I can play classical guitar, but I feel like I, I learned a lot from going through that method at least once or twice. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. That's cool. So when I was in Spain, I actually saw a lot more flamenco guitar than I think classical, traditional classical guitar. Mm -hmm. How much overlap is there with that? Did you... Can you play flamenco or is that just a totally separate So there is some overlap. Some of the the like really basic um, flamenco techniques, like uh, rasgado, where you're sort of flicking or dragging your nails across the string, um, that's that's used a decent amount. Um, but yeah, but I feel like um, you know flamenco is is it's really its own thing. Um, it's just the style of it. It's like, you know, um, I, I really enjoy, uh, a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a more of a, uh, you know, folksier, very percussive, you know, style of music and, uh, and, um, but I, I feel like, yeah, not, not too much goes into, um, playing classical guitar, I guess. Yeah. So there was this big, you know, a uh, thing in, I want to say when uh, Andre Segovia was alive, um, where he was trying to, you know, get the guitar uh, taken more seriously as a classical instrument. Because, uh, yeah, when my teacher was uh, in college age, uh, he couldn't take guitar. He couldn't study it at uh, college because that just wasn't a thing in the uh, Right. 60s. Um, so, uh, where was it going with this? <laughs> so, yeah, Andre Segovia was, uh, he was trying to, you know, have it be taken more seriously in the, in the classical world. So, I guess he kind of, I guess, ignored some of the more, like, folk elements
But I mean, that that was his like life goal, you know, trying to get it taken seriously. And I mean, I can He study succeeded. guitar now, so yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so he, he definitely succeeded. Um, but yeah, so and and yeah, there's there's a decent amount of like, I guess, uh, uh, think like I guess more folk uh, elements that get ignored, um, just because yeah, the, it was this whole thing of trying to get it taken seriously. So, yeah. It sounds so like when you when you're putting different types of music, some are some are respectable and some aren't. It, it sounds so like snobby on the musicians' parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, not to say anything bad about the modern classical guitarists, but at No, that no, time, no, 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 for no, no, people no. to just frown on the guitar because it didn't. Well, yeah, and that, that was the whole thing. It was guitar was always more of like a, a, a heavily, you know, folk uh, instrument. And uh, the, for, I mean, for lack of a better word, is for, like, you know, lower class people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, and yeah, so it was sort of a struggle to have it uh, be accepted. Um, and I've definitely, you know, um, been sort of like in different institutions, been sort of like, oh, nobody talks about guitar at all. <laughs> and like, and there's a reason for that, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a different and going back to like, you know, like uh, Latin music is, is very, it's, it's, Uh, what makes for good Latin music is sort of different from what makes for good, you know, traditional European classical music, where Latin music is just so, you know, rhythmically um, uh, uh, focused on, which is awesome. I love it. And, Mm-hmm. uh, and so, and so, yeah, so I, I feel like some of that stuff gets ignored when you're just talking about, you know, very generic this is classical music yeah Yeah. so Right. um so it's nice to be playing some of this like sort of niche uh, uh stuff um and spreading the word Yeah. Well, how are you spreading the word? I, I, I know you teach. Yeah Um, do you have the opportunity to play out, um, play classical yeah music out and about and get so paid actually for it or? uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm hmm so there's uh definitely that i recently I want to say a couple months ago, um, I did sort of a lecture recital thing through mm hmm this program called Ollie, which is um, uh, it's run through Mason. Okay. Uh, uh, Dr. Ina, she's a, a pianist. She uh, runs this sort of program, or she's in charge of it now, that uh, reaches out to, um, I guess, what does it stand for? Um, I don't remember, but it's a uh, lifelong, uh, something lifelong learning institute. Okay. And, uh, I got to go and, you know, play a couple of pieces and talk about, you know, the lesser known sort of, uh, uh, guitar composers and stuff. Uh -huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I got to talk about the music and, uh, And spread the gospel a little bit and it was really cool because we got a lot of positive feedback people were emailing you know trying to build spotify playlists and stuff like Oh, that wow. so yeah yeah it was, it was really neat to uh to play for such an appreciative crowd um Mm hmm That's cool. there's there's a, there's a decent amount of of gigs in my experience uh 
a lot of the stuff I do is uh, accompaniment. There's there's um, there's a decent amount of music written for guitar and choir. Um, so I've done a couple of those over at uh, the Strathmore uh, Mm-hmm. Music Oh, wow. Academy. Yeah. Yeah, um, played with the children's choir there. That's in Silver Um, Spring? yeah, 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 yeah. Strathmore. Okay. The big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cool. The the, the stage there is huge. Um, Yeah. Yeah. but uh, so yeah, so so getting to do that um, is is a lot of fun. Uh, weddings. People Yeah. love Yeah. guitar at weddings. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I lo I love playing weddings. It's so fun. Uh, my favorite part <laughs> is well, and I'm sure you guys have played a ton of weddings. My favorite part no, is I've got my first one coming up, so oh really. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to dig it, ask you some questions about it before. <laughs> yeah so 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 no well so my favorite part about playing the wedding is usually you're pl playing the procession while the wedding party walks down Mm hmm. Right. and, and you have no idea <laughs> how long it's going to take them Yeah. to walk down the aisle so you have to be ready at any time to end the song even if you're Mm hmm like halfway through you know the b section or something Yeah. and it literally makes no sense <laughs> to end the song there you All got right. to come up with a cadence and, and that, that makes sense within the framework of the song Uh-huh. and end it right then and there and so so there is you know you know some improvisation Yeah. uh uh involved and that's my favorite part when i'm just like ooh, like i gotta do this and make it sound not bad <laughs> and so yeah it's 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 great i love it um Yeah. You just two five two five one your way out. yeah exactly <laughs> Just a different key. uh yeah <laughs> one time i accidentally ended uh one of them with the deceptive cadence i don't know if that's that's like 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 bad luck on that Right. that wedding but Right. uh, it just sounded good so i did it Nice. um Get all but dorky. uh You should explain to the fret buzz listeners what a deceptive cadence is. It's it's so it's 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 a it's a sneaky way to end a song where you where you think it's gonna end you say you're in a major key you think it's gonna end happy but then you sneak in a minor chord and it's like ooh that's that's mysterious <laughs> I always I always have my students whenever they 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 do that um, I was like when you play that minor chord and you trick everyone you have to raise your eyebrows <laughs> but uh, but yeah. But yeah, so so there's definitely a lot of weddings. Um yeah, and and those are a ton of fun. Um I'm trying to think sort of what Yeah. <laughs> and do, other how do you how do you get those weddings? Are you um getting those gigs through Just people that you know, your own uh, marketing or referrals, um, George Yeah, Mason. Mm-hmm. it's typically uh through people I know or referrals. Um, so yeah, and that's the one thing I love about playing music is, you know, the community is just so tight and everyone's, you know, hitting up everyone. And just last night I met the this guy who uh is up in New York, he's a bassist playing with some some really cool folks and you know, we exchanged numbers and stuff. So and I wasn't even going it was a friend's like birthday thing, so You know, it's it's really sweet to meet uh, people active on the scene, like you know, um, all around the country and the world and stuff. And um, and everyone's you know super nice and trying to help each other out because they know they know the struggle. <laughs> so um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so a decent amount of, of referrals as well, and just you know just networking in general. 
Um, so luckily, there—I mean, luckily for me, there uh, there isn't like too many classical guitarists. I'm sure there's a decent amount, um, but uh, I guess uh, you know it's it's relatively. easy to get your name out there if you're you know if you're if you're if you're working a decent amount Right. so because it's it's sort of a niche thing like i was saying earlier um and and people are always looking for that you know that guitar sound so Yeah, I mean, if I don't know a whole lot of classical guitarists, so if I was to hear somebody say they wanted that, like I've had, I think at some point somebody's probably asked me to play classical repertoire and I've been like, that's not really my thing. You know, I'm, I'll do more jazz for you and Now I, I I would refer them to you. I guess that's what I'm getting at. If if they, you know, could get you to come down. Depends on where I'm living at the time or where they are. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my my question is is why do you think that is Uh, I feel like you know there's there's a lot of attraction to you know electric guitar. There's a lot of attraction to you know other instruments, and um, I feel like again it was so. You know, well, with electric guitar, that was like it, it got like heavily popularized. Um, Right. uh, you know, when it was invented and stuff, and and people were just picking it up, and um, it had a large like sort of grassroots, you know, Hmm. build up, which is which is awesome. And then uh, classical guitar is just sort of fell, I guess. to the wayside a little bit Right. um when that that because again there's this you know since it is a classical instrument there's always going to be this air of like oh yes yeah, like classical music um and so um so yeah i just i just i just feel like it, it got a little less popular um uh and classical music in general when you know uh pop styles started showing up Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's, so there's a heavy, at least in this area, in the Northern Virginia area, there's a heavy presence, uh, in, you know, middle school, high school, which is really cool. Yeah, I was just going to say, I know that all of my students, they take a guitar class in middle school, high school, and they all have that classical approach, which is really Uh-huh. Yeah. cool because then they come into me and they've got this base foundation and it's, Mm-hmm. it's, it's really nice. So Yeah. I can see it. It's, it's happening within the school systems, which is really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But at the same time, I think, like, across the country, that's Hmm. sort of, like, not a common thing No. for, um, for public schools to have. I mean, like, yeah, we're, we're really lucky to be in an area where the school systems are so great Yes. that, that um, you know, the arts, you know, for the most part, do get funded. Um, but, yeah, so I just, I think... uh you know it's not that big of an outreach um to to folks and Mm it hmm and it's 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 pretty hard <laughs> it's pretty hard to pick up it takes a certain amount of discipline and uh Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you absolutely. know not not to generalize or anything but like i feel like you know um people are looking for like a, an easier fix you know um uh so yeah so i feel like that's one thing that uh At least with my students, whenever I try and turn certain students onto it, and it's like, oh, 
this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, that's why it's fun. Yeah. If it was easy. Nobody would do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. Right. And, and mm-hmm. I, with YouTube, I'm seeing like people like Anna McKee and mm-hmm. uh, Rodrigo and Gabriela. You yeah. Know, I see people coming in with like, Ooh, how do they do that? And they kind of uh-huh. like dig in a little bit more and that kind of, you know, helps yeah. people kind of get in a little bit. So yeah, like, no, definitely. It's, it's that whole thing with like, being able to sound like your own band, you know, yeah. but just doing it by yourself. And that's part of the attraction for me to, to classical guitar is that, you know, you're, you're your own bassist, you're your mm-hmm. own accompanist, you're playing the melody too. And, um, yeah, well, you, it's, you don't need all the electronics that yeah, I, yeah. I well, <laughs> kind of guitar, classical guitar is real quiet. <laughs> oh, you like, need, you need amplification, but yeah, you don't yeah. need, not depending on the setting, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't need power to you know to to, to looping make pedals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I love looping pedals. I used to I I listened to a lot of Andrew Bird when um and like he's this violinist who mm-hmm. who creates these insanely intricate loops and uh, so I used to mess around with those all the time. <laughs> yeah, cool. I definitely find that sometimes I. When I have my rig and I'm out performing, I'm I'm so comfortable and it's fun. But then as soon as I get, like if I'm somewhere where somebody's got an acoustic guitar and they're like, play something, <laughs> none of my normal repertoire that I would play out really works. And uh-huh. that's why I've, in the past year or so, I've really been trying to build up. I've been learning a lot of Tommy Emanuel stuff. And nice. I, like, I, I really like acoustic guitar and Celtic music and mm. like a lot of finger style stuff that still not my strong point i don't want to like go out and gig like that i'll do uh-huh. like mini sets at retirement homes like that but mm-hmm. it's like without the electronics i feel like i'm not able to do to really show like give people my show yeah and it's frustrating yeah. i just wish that i could do it all by myself yeah i love yeah. that your little setup <clears throat> though i remember seeing pictures of like everything packed so neatly on your little trolley thing and yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're you playing some show outside on the boardwalk or something yeah it's like uh let's see yeah man then that's one thing you know that's one thing that 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 uh i feel like you know as classical guitarists i don't get as much into mm-hmm. it's like the gear and stuff and so yeah like i would i would love to you know know more about that just as a musician in general yeah because um, yeah, I, I do listen to a lot of like uh a lot of you know electric guitar stuff um, mm-hmm. as well so do you even own an electric guitar i do actually i do okay. um i'm sure it's a piece of crap but uh, I just really like the color, uh-huh. so I got it. It's like this seafoam sort of green. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, because me and um, uh, John Longbottom were doing, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, an electric sort of uh, uh, duet thing called Hawaiian Brothers Forever, because we both figured out that we're, like, related, like, to Hawaii. My yeah. grandmother is a native, was a native there, and he was born there. So, like, oh, yeah. we gotta do, we gotta play off of that. And so we were doing like surf stuff. Did you uh, do so slack you, key tunings? Uh, no, 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 no. We were, uh, we were just, you know. Uh, well, so the thing with Hawaiian Brothers Forever was we were never gonna rehearse ever. And we were just going to make things up on the spot, <laughs> like all the time. And we had to do that because we went on tour 
Uh, so I'm in this uh, folk band uh, at, called Abby Rashid and the Sunjeet mm -hmm. Collective, and we went on tour over the, uh, the the summer. And there kept on being like little mishaps at all the shows where we had to, you know, go run a uh, grab a mic stand out of the van or like something like that. And so me and John would just like play these, you know, twenty minute impromptu sets and just make everything up. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. But and he so was I on guitar there. Cause he's what? sack. John was playing guitar there. Yeah, so John's been playing a lot of more guitar uh, recently. So he he was one of our for the listeners out there. John Longbottom is a he's an incredible saxophone player. That's what he he was in the jazz saxophone program at Mason while we were there. But he's uh, also a pretty good guitarist. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So you and got you got your electric guitar, and you know you can del you can. There's so many gear shows and so many people talk about gear on the internet and uh, it's, yeah. it's an expensive, addictive thing, but yeah. I mean, you're, you've got one beautiful instrument, right? That you just <laughs> yeah. like, you've got a, it, the wood matters so much and everything about oh, yeah. it. You oh, can spend yeah. more money on your one instrument than we can spend on our you know tons of gear <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting i've spoken to you know several uh luthiers um uh, just about how because you know i just play the things i really should know more about how they're made and stuff um but uh yeah it's really interesting whenever i'm you know talking to a luthier about how intricate you know these instruments are and mm -hmm. how much goes into it and it's it's really neat um i got my guitar um it's a kenny hill which is uh an american uh made guitar company i think they they actually make them in china but they finish them here in the states okay. but um but uh yeah so i got that uh up in baltimore actually from this guy uh michael kirkpatrick runs a little uh shop out of his basement um up there and it, it was yeah it was just he was so knowledgeable and like he had, he just had this like closet just lined with cases of all wow. these different guitars yeah it was it was a really cool experience i've never you know uh uh been somewhere like that and uh yeah he was super helpful i went in you know at a certain price point and um and then i was like oh you know maybe i'll try this guitar that was like 500 to a thousand more than i want to spend and he was like sure do it and i fell in love and i was like oh uh oh and it was funny he he told me I, this will always stick with me i don't know why i just liked how he said it uh but he was like you know you won't miss the money and I was like, you know what? I won't miss the money. Like, <laughs> like I never do. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's money well spent. Um, so. what, what are you looking for when you look for a classical guitar? For me, um, it's two main things. So, first of all, like sound. Right. Um, so, I, and, and, you know, there's, there's, you know, different people have different pre preferences. I like, you know, a mellower sort of bassier sound uh, i actually you know the first string instrument i played was the electric bass um so i'm always attracted to that you know very mellow smooth smoothness um so so sound and then um 
the second thing is is feeling a lot of different guitars uh have have just a different feel to it um my my current teacher uh matt matt Tricula, he um he has a uh, like like v guitar it's uh, it's by like um a really famous maker uh, uh, uh rodriguez um and it is it it sounds amazing but it is just so hard to play the action is really up high so you got to squeeze but it projects like no other and uh and just it's just for me i got like tiny hands and so like it is really hard um sometimes you know i've got you know i deal with a lot of tension issues um of just just you know pressing down too hard that i'm working through currently And uh, so, yeah, so I love the sound of that, but I would never get one because it's just, it's just too dang hard to play. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so mainly sound and then, and then feel. And um, so, yeah, those are the two aspects that, you know, I'm looking for. Um, And then when it comes to strings, I know there's a bunch of different kinds of nylon acoustical, um, classical strings. What, what Yeah. kind of strings do you use and So why? I use, I use um, these, uh, they're made by a company called Savarez. I believe they're, they're French. Um, they're they're uh, called Cantiga Basses um, and uh, like New Cristal Cantiga Basses. Um, and they are just, again, it's just got this, you know, mellow, this richness to it that, uh, that I, I'm attracted to. Uh, some, some strings, you know, it's, it's feel too. Some are thicker than others. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I like the thinner sort of, uh, strings. I forget what gauge exactly they are, Mm. but, um, but yeah, it's, it's mainly, you know, I'm, 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 I'm listening for a particular sound and I've gone through, you know, a couple, um, I used to play on Savara's, uh, alliances and, um, trying to think. There was a couple, I think Oasis made a pair that I didn't really like. They were too thick. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving the ones I'm using now. Um, and yeah, it's just that, that rich bass tone. I don't know. Is it that, and that shouldn't be the most important part of what you're playing, but like, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, it connects with you, and that's what matters, really. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, and so, and so, just as important as the strings and the instrument itself, I would think, are your nails as a classical guitarist, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a whole argument between playing with nails and without nails and stuff, but um, but yeah, but the main the main thing is it just affects your tone. so much and it, you know it's a it's the kind of thing where you don't really notice it at first but when you just dig deeper and deeper you're, you're like wow like just these minuscule you know adjustments make such a difference in the sound um adjustments in how you file the nails or yeah in yeah where you actually pluck on uh-huh the, that nail yeah yeah the point of contact and and stuff like that uh i still I'm trying to get used to <laughs> like how how I shape my nails. My original teacher, Larry Snitzler, um, he had like you know all these handwritten notes and like dates and stuff and like I don't know like like angle measurements and and Wow. I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I I I um 
uh, yeah, still getting used to that. I, I got pretty thick nails. So, um, so I actually used a, a whetstone, <laughs> like Okay. a knife sharpener to, uh, to, 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 you know, file them down. And then I finished it off with, uh, uh, like 5M Triumphite, um, polishing paper, I think. Right. Um, so yeah, and it's just super smooth. Um, but yeah, so nails definitely, you know, add a whole nother, you know, quality of, uh, changing your tone. Um, Can it's, we see uh, your nails? yeah, yeah. So right now they're a little long, <laughs> so I got my thumbnail it is. right Oh, here. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, here's the, uh, index Oh, yeah. middle ring. Yeah, it's And very... then, I didn't realize it was it was shaved at an yeah, angle so, like that. There's no point. yeah, so, so you kind of, So the the I guess the correct technique or whatever is that the string actually touches your uh your the flesh of your finger first, then makes contact about you know right I don't know if you could see that but right where my thumbnail is touching and then it just slides off Bring it and up a little bit. yeah It's so okay, yeah yeah, yeah. right about there and then I'll just slide off um and so yeah my nails are kind of long I haven't. shape them in a couple of days and they grow really fast. So <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of work. yeah. So I'm constantly like, uh, doing stuff with it, but yeah, it's, it's just one thing that, you know, you know, I've, I've learned to do by feel, um, and just what feels right. Every, and that's the thing. It's so hard to teach because everyone's nails are just so different that there's no one, you know, you can't really say this is the one right way to do it. Um, actually, so I, I did this master class with this, uh, an amazing, you know, one of the greats, uh, this Italian guy, um, Oscar Giglia, uh, he, he's a student of Segovia, is like my old teacher, Larry. Um, but, um, so, and he was showing me this picture of, uh, this guy who, I forget where he might be an Italian guy too. I forget his name, but he, he shapes his nails like the opposite way people do. So like, you see how it's angled like that. His, Yeah. his is angled the other way. <laughs> yeah. And so there's no, you know, and that's kind of the, the, the uh, that's something I impress upon my students a lot is that there's no one right way Right. to do anything. You know, this is just, you know, the style that I'm showing you. And, you know, the most efficient, quote unquote, way to, to, to do these things. So Um, for somebody out there who wanted to get more into classical guitar, is it acceptable to, can you still play the repertoire just with no nails? Like just oh, yeah, normal definitely. short nails that don't, you don't have to spend time working on. Definitely, definitely. Um, you, you, yeah, there were a ton of, you know, there's actually... Ah, I wish I could remember this exact story, but <laughs> like, um, there's, there's been, you know, um, classical composers, you know, from Spain who didn't have, uh, classical guitarists who, who didn't grow nails. There's a whole, there's two different schools where one of them were like, no, you don't need nails. And the others were like, yes, you do. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's totally acceptable. In fact, I, I would say most of my students, you know, they're, they're a decent amount are like middle school, high school age, 
you know, Mm -hmm. doing sports and stuff like that. And it's just like not an option. (laughs) So, you know, so I don't press it upon them at all. Um, But yeah, so it's totally, yeah, 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 totally a thing to play without nails. Even some of my colleagues at Mason, they, yeah, didn't have nails or Mm -hmm. couldn't grow them. So, and they still had, you know, they had ways, workarounds and stuff to get the tone that they wanted without nails. So, yeah, I sometimes use a, a thumb pick to get a better. I was just going to ask about thumb picks. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, like, what do do people use that sometimes if they can't uh, grow their nails? Well, not Is that so what much. You're going to ask not so much uh, not growing your mail, nails, but just just the, the thumb pick in general and how it's um, used versus not using it. Like, what's the percentage? You know what I mean? Like. So I would say for the most part, no, people don't. However, uh, they do make products like that for when you break your nail. And it's it's a sort of a different style. I forget what exactly it's called, but it's a lot thicker than than a normal thumb pick. Um, And it it wraps around your your thumb kind of like a ring. And, uh, and yeah, some, uh, someone in the studio now is using one cause he, he broke his, his nail. That happens a lot. Um, <laughs> people, <laughs> wow. people break their nails. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty, yeah. People use ping pong balls and like all sorts of other things to like, you know, um, if, if something goes wrong, I remember maybe last semester, the semester before I just kept on slamming my ring finger nail into things and just shattering it. Oh. And I, I would have to go to, <laughs> I would have to go to like nail salons and stuff <laughs> and get it, uh, get it. Re- well, I'm laughing because fake nails. Well, I, the, yeah. W- like, I don't know why I just freaked out. Cause I had like a recital or there's something coming up and I was like freaking out. Cause like night before, or maybe not the night before, maybe two nights before I had mm-hmm. to play, I had broken my, my, my ring fingernail. And so I was just in a, in a, such a state of mania that I clipped my pinky nail off and I just glued it onto my ring finger okay. and then shaved it. And it looked like this freakishly like Frankenstein sort of thing. And oh I went gosh. into I went into the nail salon the next day and I was like, why did I do this? And I went in and it was still glued on. I had to explain, like, hey, this is the whole situation. Like and the guy was just looking at me like, what what is wrong with you? Like, why did you do that? He started laughing. Uh, but they had to take it off and put a put a fake nail on and stuff. But, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, great. It's pretty hilarious. Definitely not one of my proudest moments, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it happens. <laughs> it was worth it. That was one of the funniest things I've ever heard about nails. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Oh man. So so I like I said, I've been playing a lot more finger style guitar, but on a steel string mm-hmm. guitar, mm-hmm. and recently, like I've been ramping it up. Um, doing more and more of it and i finally have gotten through the part where my fingers hurt on my right my picking hand yeah but now i'm starting to get these calluses building up on those fingers that are now catching the strings at like sometimes harder and it's messing up my tone like i don't have a consistent 
uh-huh. callus on the tips of my fingers, like it's bigger in one spot. And then the other day that ripped off, which oh, uh, during a performance and I had to like, Oh, pull it off and like try to like smooth it off. Yeah. I, yeah. I still, even with my electric stuff, I still hybrid pick a lot of my jazz. And so it like, uh, yeah, it's like cat, the callus catches. So yes. Yeah, so, does so that, that happen to you? That doesn't happen on my right hand. Mm-hmm. Cause typically it's only on the flesh for, you know, not that much time before it hits the nail. But on my left hand, it's the same sort of issue just going on the left hand is, yeah, on the sides of my fingers, I'll get calluses, like huge ones, and mm-hmm. they'll sort of start to peel off and then catch the string. So, mm-hmm. what? and this is something that uh, uh, I guess Segovia would do, um, is you actually, you would polish your left hand um, fingers too. And I guess in your case, your right hand where the callus is, is you uh-huh. actually, you know, polish that up so it's smooth. Huh. And and that's helped a lot. It just takes away that edge that catches the uh, strings and it just, mm-hmm. you know, slides right on. So you're not um, get you're not polishing off the whole callus, you're just keeping the the edge ed- yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't catch anything. Cause yeah, I run into that all the time on the side of my index finger. And yeah. sometimes on the side of my pinky. I feel like those are the two main spots where I'm I'm getting, you know, pretty gnarly calluses yeah it's a constant struggle it hurt before (laughs) it would be too tender to play and now it's the opposite problem i can't yeah i can't feel those fingers anymore yeah (laughs) yeah it's a weird it's like a superpower yeah uh, i can touch a hot stove with the yeah i feel nothing i've I've definitely done that before (laughs) um but yeah so yeah, it's always weird to think about like like, you know, all these skills that you're building as a musician, like how like untrans well well the physical aspect of it, how untranslatable that is to anything in life. It's like, oh, I can do all these weird things with my hands, like yeah. that's never gonna help me outside <laughs> of being a musician. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, going along that, a lot of the mental things, though, you know, playing music is just such a great, you know, it's so, it's, it's so relatable to like so many things and just like helps you out a lot, which is one of the reasons, you know, people push it in the public school system. It's that, it's yeah. that personal discipline to be able to sit down and focus on something and to work at it day after oh, day yeah. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But even with like, I talk about in my lessons, you know, critical thinking a lot, like think like actually thinking about what you're playing, like pattern recognition um, and and stuff like that, you know, that just, you know, makes makes digesting music a little Mm -hmm. easier. And 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 then just having that throughout the rest of your life, you know, being able to think critically about, you know, what like certain things you're doing. and um yeah just being able to understand patterns you know helps me study for like other unmusical related things yeah Um, there's a lot of crossover so i want to i want to hone in on the music part here um for our listeners who um really do want to potentially play more classical guitar where would you recommend starting what are there method books? We mentioned the Christopher Parkening, but are there books that you would recommend? Do you recommend a hundred percent finding a teacher? Are there online resources? Is there a certain repertoire 
they should learn? Are there certain um, players they should listen to? I know I just threw a lot at you. Yeah. Those are kind of some of the, the big things I wanted to get at here. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely, if you, you know, starting out, uh, definitely, you know, invest in a method book. Um, more so, you know, I, I constantly have this struggle of, you know, should I be emphasizing, you know, note reading or, mm -hmm. or, you know, should I not? And it's, it's case by case, you know, whether I, if, if they're younger and, you know, they're more open to it, then yeah, I always push that. But, um, uh, but yeah, a lot of older students who just, you know, like don't are just in so many other things have so many other things going on like learning musical notation it's like just a whole nother thing so i i don't stress it as much um and you let yeah. them read tap like play classical yeah music yeah or do, do, do things by ear yeah yeah definitely and there are talented individuals who just pick up stuff by ear like that i feel like guitar is a very you know learn by ear um more so than a lot of uh, other instruments um but um, but yeah, so so I more so for the technique, mm -hmm. I would pick up a method book. It's there is no like perfect, you know, one perfect technique book. I like the Christopher Parkening method book mm -hmm. a lot, and that's got it's only notated in treble clef. Yeah, there's no, yeah. There's no so tab there's, or anything. There's no tablature. Um, yeah. So, uh, but, but more so for the pages where he's talking about how to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that's the thing. Um, and then there, yeah, I'm trying to think of, of books that also have tablature in them. Cause most of the stuff I just, uh, create myself. Right. Um, I know for but, me, I, I use, uh, I don't, and I'm going to butcher this name. I know I am Mauro Giuliani. Yeah. Giuliani, Giuliani. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He's got the 101 or however many exercises. Yeah, 120 right hand, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, studies. And Those. it's, it's free on the internet. Just put in PDF and it's great because it just uses C and B diminished. Uh, so it's a C for one measure and a be diminished for the next measure mm -hmm. all 120 you just kind of go through these exercises and it's great yeah it works the right hand out i use it for a lot of my students it's just a you know standby um that's that's one of the ones that everybody uses um yeah yeah it's relatively easy shapes and yeah. it's just all different patterns to get your right hand working because yeah it, 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 that's one of the tricky things about you know playing classical guitar is um all you know what notes you're playing mm -hmm. all controlled with one hand all the most of the rhythmic stuff um is all controlled with your other hand besides like you know slurs and and some other uh, things but um but yeah so so getting those rhythms down and sometimes you know you get to a level where you're doing polyrhythms like all on one hand mm -hmm. and and it just doesn't sit well so you gotta you gotta really work at it yeah um and uh, so yeah, that's a that's a great uh, standby. That's Maro um, Giuliani. Yeah, Giuliani. Mm -hmm. um, I would tell you how to spell it, but there's too many I's and L's, and I forget. <laughs> I can't think off the top of my head. But um, but yeah, so so that's a great one. Um, Scott Tennant is uh, he's a guy. Um, he he played in 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 this group called the LAGQ, the Los Angeles Guitar Quartet. 
but he's written a couple of methods. One of them's it's my favorite title. It's called Pumping Nylon. It's got this big <laughs> bicep on the front cover. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's and, yeah, but uh, but it, he, and he keeps it a little bit lighter. It's not as serious as you know some of the Christopher Parkening method or or stuff like that. But uh, but it's got a lot of great technique uh, building stuff. Oh, I see it here. I found it on the internet here. Yeah, pumping, pumping nylon. nylon. <laughs> it does. It really does have a bicep. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. But 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 he he's he's a great guy. Um and um <laughs> a killer player. But uh yeah, and the way he breaks down um things is 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 very it's well written out and it's not you know super boring. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is you know um. You know, as as a as a teacher, you know, you always it's like you want to nerd out about like a lot of things, but you have to spin it in such a way that like this is the coolest thing in the world, yeah. <laughs> or else you'll lose your students' interest. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so, so yeah, so do you I, think that they a student who a serious classical guitar student needs to take lessons with you or another teacher? Or do they can you get? Uh, to where you want to go through a book. So for me personally, I I just like having a teacher has been like the greatest thing in the entire world. Like, and I guess it's case by case because I guess you know I I wish there wasn't, but I guess there's you know not so great teachers out there yeah. that you know make or break it for 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 people. But um, but I would highly recommend, you know, getting a teacher and just having someone to sit down with and, you know, break these, 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 uh, these concepts down. And, and, uh, for, for me, like, that was just, you know, that was the game changer. It's like, I really want to get into this. Like, I didn't know, you know, that all of this intricacies existed, um, and uh, not not that the books don't delve into it, but I don't know. I lucked out because you know I had such a great teacher, um, and and like seeing it is much different than you know reading about it or 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 yeah or watching a video. Well, I guess you know watching a video is kind of seeing it. Um, so yeah. like. It's more yeah. pers- it's more personalized, and you can yeah. ask questions. And yeah. it's having a teacher is by far. I mean, it's untouchable. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, the feedback so, yeah. on what you're doing, mm. you know, you could you could think you're following the directions in a book, and maybe you're not doing it right though. And having a teacher can <laughs> fix that quickly. Yeah, yeah, just right then and there. Um, yeah, so I, I'd highly recommend getting a teacher. Um, so, what, uh, yeah. what do you think about, uh, early repertoire and people to listen to? Oh, uh, classical um, guitarists. so, uh, I, I guess for early repertoire, so there's actually books, um, created by this, uh, there's a, I guess it's a school or something. I don't know. It's called the Royal Conservatory and they, mm-hmm. they publish, um, repertoire books for a lot of instruments and they have uh, one for the uh, the guitar and they're sort of leveled and there's a mm-hmm. there's a preparatory sort of book for that that's got a lot of great uh beginner pieces in it yeah. uh, but uh i guess a lot of what uh people 
go to first is this one piece called Romanza, um, Mm, yep. which is uh, an E minor using a lot of open strings, and you're playing a melody on the top string. Uh, the ma the major when it goes to major it's a little tricky but there's versions where it's just the minor version um uh so that that's a great one to uh to start out with the there's there's some more modern stuff with uh andrew york there's a piece called snowflight that's like kind of a lot of arpeggios moving around and um so there's that um there's there's uh this um Cuban guy, uh, guitar player and uh, composer um, named Leo Brower, and he wrote a bu bunch of etudes that are um, they're 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 easy-ish to play, but they're Mm they're -hmm. very they're very like very deep, very like modern harmonies and very crunchy at points, and they're really cool. I I dig them a lot. Um, Mm, yeah. And then there's a lot of, you know, simple uh, A2s and stuff written out by your go-to classical, like, we're t and we're talking, like, actual classical, because you know how classical is an umbrella term for, like, all these different periods and stuff. Um, the the go-to, like, classical guys are uh, Soar and Giuliani um, have a lot of easy pieces in, like, C or A minor. Um, and... Uh, Yeah, so so as far as 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 people to listen to, um, it's yeah, it's sort of a an interesting thing because you know if we were talking like, you know, like I don't know other genres of music, you would name like you know you could name bands or like particular songs and stuff. Whereas in in like. And I feel like it's the same way in sort of jazz that it is in like uh, classical. But you name players, you know. Um, Yeah, yeah. so, uh, so some of my favorite players uh, and the go-to ones, uh, obviously Andre Segovia. Um, Mm-hmm. he, he yeah. So he just has a very, a very particular style about him that he, people either hate or they love it. And um, and I love it so so I listen to him a lot. It's funny because because a lot a lot of his students and including my teacher obviously they have their own you know unique spin but like there's just very their
Um, and so, so he's great. Um, there's, uh, Julian Bream is another, um, uh, uh, guitarist, uh, British guitarist. Who's just, I, I just, I just love the way he plays. Um, uh, actually there, so there's not a lot of concertos written for the guitar, but, um, but the, uh, a decently famous, uh, guy, uh, composer, British composer Benjamin Britten, um, he actually wrote a guitar concerto, and I think he wrote it for Julian Bream at the time, and so that's pretty cool. But uh, Julian Bream wanted to check out um, uh, Roland Dienz. So Roland Dienz is uh, is a French guitarist. He passed away a couple years ago, I think. He was good friends with my teacher Larry Snitzler, but he is like. <clears throat> he he's one of my favorite guitarists. He's just such a showman and like it just it just sucks you in and he 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 you know he dabbles across the board does a, he's he plays a lot of you know uh he actually arranges for classical guitar uh like jazz standards. He mm -hmm. did like a night in Tunisia um Oh, wow. take the A train um some Jobim stuff um Um, Saudage, I think, or is that, or no, that's a different thing. That's his own original composition. But, um, uh, but yeah, um, so some stuff by Jobim because he loves like Brazilian stuff. But, uh, Roland Dienz, he Roland is a, Dienz. yeah, fantastic player, um, heavy into improvisation and will mm -hmm. like a lot of the times open up his, you know, concerts with just some improvisatory stuff. And it's always amazing, like like whenever like you can improvise a bass melody and accompaniment, like that just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and have it like I don't know, just like watch it evolve, uh, just on the spot. It's really cool. Um, but he's he's a fantastic player, um, and one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and even playing his stuff, he's he's got a lot of. Uh, like modern uh classical music that is just so so amazing and well thought out and interesting and um yeah i've, I've played um a piece by him songe capricorn just this really out there dreamy sort of um it's got a it's got a sort of a drone going on this you're playing this beat it's, it's got a weird tuning too i think the Uh, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not even going to go into it. But uh, yeah, it's got this alternate tuning and it's just, it's just the most, you're, you're, that, that's one of the ones that just has a ton of polyrhythms in it. You're playing this like B moving bass note and then hitting harmonics at the same time. And it's just, it's so intricate and it sounds so dreamy and awesome. But, um, Do you get into a lot of alternate tunings in classical guitar? Uh, yeah, I would say a fair amount. There's a lot of, you know, this, and this is like as basic as it gets with alternate tuning, but there's a lot of stuff in drop D. Yeah. Um, there's a decent amount of uh, Renaissance stuff that has the, your G string, uh, tuned to an F sharp to, uh, uh, cause I guess the lute was sort of, um, tuned like that. So um, there's a, there's a decent amount of like stuff by John Doland, 
and 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 uh, uh, just a lot of Renaissance stuff that's that's tuned that way. Um, there's this one piece, Koyon Baba by um, uh, Domeniconi. Um, I think he's from somewhere in Eastern Europe. I want to say like Turkey or something like that. But it, it's just like it's this. Uh, um, is an open C minor or C sharp minor, maybe C an open C minor tuning. And it's, it's just so wacky and like, well, at least notated wise, cause everything he, so what he did was he has it written as if it wasn't in Mm-hmm. uh, that tuning. Oh. Oh my. So, so that you're, well, no, 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 it helps. Cause so you, you, you're playing, you're not playing the notes that are written on like you're playing the same frets and stuff, but you're not actually playing those notes. So if you were to look at that music, it would make no sense. Right. But, and then he has it written out in that, in that tuning as well, uh, which is really hard to read because it just, everything you know about the fretboard has changed because you're in open C minor tuning, but it's a really, it's a really cool piece. I think it, it's got like, yeah, it's called Koyon Baba and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah But yeah, along it's the a same piece. lines do you use the capo very much Um, not too much. There are some, I've run into it, uh, at least once in a, uh, a, a, an arrangement for guitar and choir where I had to use a capo. Um, oh, going back to people to listen to David Russell, he's, he's, uh, He's, he's an amazing, he's from, I think technically he was, he was born in Spain, but I think he's like Irish or Scottish or something. But, um, Yeah, David uh, Russell doesn't sound yeah, very yeah, Spanish. <laughs> but, uh, but he is amazing, but he's got this, this, uh, book of Celtic, um, pieces for solo guitar. Ah. And, and those are all the, some of those have, you know, capos, uh, written in, uh, to use. So, um, so yeah, I run into it, you know, it's not, uh, I have seen it before, um, but I wouldn't say it's, it's super common to use a, a capo. I mean, it's like that in jazz. We would never use Mm-hmm. a capo. Yeah. You just play, you know, everything's, you can move the chords across the fretboard. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need, That's the we thing don't play many about, open strings. oh, really? Yeah. See, that's okay. There's one big difference is typically with, classical guitar you want to take advantage of those open strings Yeah. while you're playing and that allows you to do you know multiple things at once you know because your finger is only so big <laughs> and you Yeah. can't you know and that's part of the fun thing at least you know uh uh in my limited experience with you know uh arranging for for the guitar is 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 the 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 um technical like limitations you know of the fretboard of you know your hand and how can you do the the, the stuff um you know with with those limitations um so yeah so it's, it's a lot of fun but yeah going back to the whole open string thing there's a lot of pieces a lot of the the guitar centric keys are ones revolving around your open strings um so yeah Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of pedal tones and Uh, like that. Do you uh do you compose? 
Um, like, I wish I had more time to, so not really as of now. Um, I, I, I have recently not in the classical guitar sort of sense, but, um, but yeah, I've always, I've always, uh, uh, cause I've always been attracted to, um, to like chords and how they resolve. and like where they can go and stuff like that. So I do a lot of like, like chordal stuff and then put melodies on top of it. Um, and, uh, and it, it's just, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I don't have like time to, you know, flesh out like ideas that I have. I just, you know, record it on my phone, like Right. a 50 second thing, and then I'll come back to it later when I have time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I have, Uh, for my recital that's coming up, um, yeah, if people want to come to that, it's December 8th uh, at Mm hmm 4 p.m. Uh, on in the choral room at George Mason, and uh, I think it's called Delasky. Um, but yeah, so so uh, but for that, I arranged this um, this Japanese song. <clears throat> uh, called Venus by uh, this uh, guy, Susumu Hirasawa, who does, he's, he's a pretty out there, like Japanese uh, artist. He was, he was playing like prog rock in like the seventies and stuff. And like, like, I don't know, it was in punk bands and like um, d did uh, film, film scores, worked with a lot of uh, uh, animators in Japan doing film scores. Um, but I, I, uh, I, this is off of one of his solo albums. I transcribed, uh, this song called Venus and it is, it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, it, it, it was very easy because a lot of it was written on guitar, but, uh, but, you know, dissecting it and giving different parts to different, uh, to, to the first guitar, second guitar, third guitar and how it all. you know, melded together. That was, a, it was a lot of fun, uh, arranging Very cool. that. Yeah. 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 That's Saturday, December 8th at Dulaski, uh, Yeah. at George Mason. Yeah. It's summer 8th at 4 PM. It's Um, in yeah. Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah. So if anybody wants to come to that, it's open to the public. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm doing, um, doing a lot of, my whole thing was, <laughs> was I didn't want to play like, traditional western european classical music so it's going to be a lot of uh latin stuff i'm doing uh this brazilian composer named Haider Villalobos, Okay. and um and then uh paraguayan guy um barrios um what else am i doing um i'm doing the libertango by Piazzola. And with a flautist, um, some Pujol, who's another Brazilian guy. Um, and then, um, and then I am doing some French stuff. I, I, I couldn't not play some Debussy, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And uh, this other guy, Poulenc. Um, and what else? I, I don't know if I'm going to add this in, but I feel like I need to do something Spanish. So I'm probably going to do a, a, a Granadas, one of his uh, Spanish dances as a duet. Um, Okay. so, yeah.
So yeah, nice. I'm excited. Well, that, that's awesome. And uh, is there? Do you have any sort of website where people can check out some of your playing? Uh, unfortunately, contact you. Unfortunately, not. I I do a lot of stuff off of uh, Facebook. So if you mm-hmm. use Facebook, uh, Nick Lee, I'm on there. But yeah, I need to I need to get into that. Uh, the whole website thing. Um, I just, yeah, just school is, you know, it's, it sucks the life out of you. <laughs> in a good <laughs> so way. Like, in a good way. Yeah. Oh, in a great way. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so there's a lot of things that since I'm a little bit older, a lot of my, you know, gigging, uh, uh, friends and colleagues, you know, they've all got their websites and, you know, business cards and stuff. And I need to get on that. Um, but yeah. Well, you've got, you've got the more important side of it covered the actual <laughs> your performance abilities and your knowledge. Yeah. Well, take it from me. I've seen him play and that was, it's been a, it's been a little while since I moved and Yeah. Okay. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Yo, absolutely. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll see you soon in uh, Virginia beach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll be up around Northern Virginia this uh, Christmas time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Give me a call. Yeah. So uh, maybe I can, I can trade you some, some jazz for, yeah, uh, yes, for classical yes. guitar. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I'm into it. That'd be great. So uh, guys, it's been great and uh, hope everyone has a great Sunday. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Everybody have All a good right, day. Guys, signing out. Yep. Yeah, All right. Bye.